Everyone, Dave and Jeff, another podcast for you. I'm recording this on a Monday night, same week as uh, as March Madness. I've not filled up my bracket. Just to, I have uh, not yet. Okay, I guess you had questions for me on telling me, "Hey, I got it all figured out." I haven't I haven't filled it out at all. No, we have people in my office that just all ready to go. Yeah, they're jerking off all day. They don't do anything. <laughs> they're like, "Your bracket done?" I'm like, "No, I'm fucking working. I'll have it in." Well, I love it, man. We have uh, at work. Every time you say that, I think of our good friend Ian Rose. I'm doing a little thing called work, yeah, fella. Something you've never heard of. It's called work, fella door. God, we miss him. What a legend. But I, I love it because in my office already today, um, there's an ESPN bracket contest yeah. put together. And, and too many offices have gotten away from that. I, I know people... Like, they, they hated it. I, I think nothing, like, we have in our office, Dave, a yeah. Papa Shot March Madness contest that starts tomorrow with about 65 employees really? in it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it'd be great if I could shoot Papa Shot. I'm terrible. <laughs> Just aim for the square. That's, that's it. it. Just bank it. Something you would never do in real basketball from yeah. straight away, but that's the only way to do it is bank it. But there's a, a 65-man tournament that starts tomorrow yeah. with, with all the employees, and then... Like the email went out today. There's already a ESPN bracket, like a five dollar buy. I love that. That's stuff. cool. Yeah, if you're a manager and you're like, yeah. no, we don't do that. You're a dick. <laughs> well, I remember I used to say all the time, I go, look, no one ever has a perfect bracket. No, someone should offer a million dollars. Now you see it all over the place. People yeah. offer a million. This is one of those years in college basketball where really it is tough to figure out who the hell is that elite team. So a lot of people say yeah. it, it's Virginia. But when you, you sit and you look at the bracket, the way it's set up now, you can honestly do a billion-dollar bracket. No oh, yeah. one ever hits no. it. Ever. No one ever, ever. hits that million dollars. Ever. I, I used to like, and now it, it won't really happen, but I loved when Ed Graney was the beat writer Yeah. for the Aztecs because Ed, be like the Tuesday paper, he would have his bracket yeah. all broken out. Now, I don't get the LA Times anymore. But there used to be one, and, and they wait. They wait too long. To like Thursday, yeah, where it right. breaks everything down. Maybe USA Today had one. But I like where you, you could go through, for those of us that don't watch it uh, really during the year, and get some ideas who the Cinderella teams are, who's been hot, who's not. So when you're filling it out, you go, oh, okay, I know yeah. a little bit about this team, instead of just saying, well, I'll take Valparaiso to win it all. <laughs> But it's so fun, man. I, I mean, love you, it. it's funny that you talk about you know the hot team. People want to ride mm-hmm. those hot teams all the time. Obviously, San Diego State is one of those hot teams. Yeah. Now, as excited as we get for San Diego State, because there's not a sportscaster in this town, TV or radio, that will pick against San Diego State right now. That'd be funny if it, they did. It is kind Hardwick of might as well, it, right? He, can't, <laughs> he has nothing to lose. Yeah, he's got right. nothing. To he lose. might as well pick UCLA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's where he basically stands right now. You're right. There's so much hatred. Here's the deal. We would love San Diego State to win them. If there's one team we could pick yeah. to win, of course, we're picking San Diego State as well. But, Jeff, San Diego State would have to beat number six, Houston. All right. I then like the, that win. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Then they'd have to knock off number three, Michigan. Assuming Michigan wins. Okay. And the Michigan's going to win. They play like fucking Montana. Yeah. Okay. Then number two, North Carolina. Oh, fuck. Then All number right. one, Xavier. Oh, and, shit. And now you're in the final four. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Then you'd have to knock off probably number one Virginia, and then to to get to the championship game, and then we'll just play. Uh, we'll, we'll just go with the number ones, either number one Kansas, number one Villanova. I mean, the road is is goddamn ridiculous. It's it, hard. Yeah. It is very very tough. And as excited as we are, you and I agree they should win the first game against Houston. Yeah. Do you agree though that this season has been a success? I mean, right now, absolutely. That they, I, I, I'm with Being you. Being back in. Being back in. I'm we with took you 100%. for granted. We we took it for granted under Fisher, yeah, that they would be. Remember with Kawhi, we thought they were going to be a Final Four team. Being back in after everything, I I heard uh, Darren today, and I thought what Darren said was good, which was the transition. Fisher's yeah. out and Dutcher's in, and trying to figure it all out, and injuries, and what happened with Malik Pope a couple of weeks ago, and and. To, to find their way, yeah. yeah, hell yeah, it's great to build up. So I'm with you. you. Normally, I'm one of those guys. If you don't win the championship, don't don't tell me how mm. great your season was. But getting back in, especially with a brand new coach, yeah, and where we thought the program was a month ago, going holy shit, what a disaster! Is the program ever going to rebound to where we expected them to move forward? I remember in 2012 when they got Winston Shepard, mm-hmm. we thought maybe they're a few years away for making a run, but but I, I agree. I think this season is a success. Even if you lose uh, against Houston in the first game. Good to be back in there. You're back in there. Be. And you know yeah. what's pretty amazing? Because I, I always joke around with you and Costa always say they should build a statue of Steve Fisher. Mm-hmm. But, you know, San Diego State has only been in the tournament seven times. I believe that I got this right. Seven times in school history, five times with Steve Fisher or Brian Dutcher. Pretty impressive. Wow. You know that feels the, like Fisher had him there more than and, four times, and and so well maybe and again maybe I have this wrong, but I think that's that's what I what I read, and someone's going to tell me tomorrow. I bullshit it was seven times and, and and everything else that I fucked it up. But anyway, it's yeah. not as dramatic as you think when you think how long college basketball's been around in the tournament. And mm-hmm. I know the numbers change. It was different when UCLA went. You didn't have sixty four teams and all that. Yeah. But the fact that San Diego State is now a team that it's not a surprise when they read that list on Selection Sunday and go the Aztecs. They're in there. Yeah, it's great, fun, and and right now I I just uh, I, I talked to Darren about it tonight about Brian Dutcher because I yeah. was laughing, saying as a kid watching the Gophers, Bill Musselman was the first coach that I remember. His son Eric now coaches yeah. at Nevada. He was fired. He was followed by Jim Dutcher, whose son Brian coached San Diego State. And I said I just found that kind of that's cool, ironic. And and he and I started chatting about how many fathers and sons have taken teams to the tournament. Yeah. I said, it's crazy with the Gophers because you have Rick and Richard Patino as well. I mean, I don't know how many schools where you go, they made three different appearances, and one of them was either the father or the son, Bill and Jim Dutcher and then Richard Patino. Kind of cool. That is cool. That's really cool. You know, it's funny that you remember that as a kid, oh, yeah. who, the, who the coach was. I remember when I was living in Tennessee, we had Vanderbilt season tickets, and Vanderbilt's not a, an athletic school, obviously, but they're in the SEC. Mm-hmm. C.M. Newton was the coach. You know, C.M. Newton was a guy who became president of the, of the SEC, and, and he's a guy, if you live in the South, was very well-known, coach in Alabama, coach in Vanderbilt, coach in or AED at, at Kentucky, part of the national championship team with, with I think, with Rick Pitino, Tubby Smith, those guys. He was he was there, but those names stand out. Even though most oh, people yeah. don't go, who the hell? It was just part of your childhood. When you're 10, 11, 12 years old, you remember everything. Big. I, I wonder for kids growing up here if they know Steve Fisher's name. Would your kids know Steve Fisher? No, but, I mean, they're... They they're, just got they're, into basketball now. Yeah, they're just getting into it now. So they wouldn't know Brian Dutcher or any of those guys, but... 
Um, I said last night they next year want to go to an Aztec game and they want to go to a Torero game. Okay. So I said, all right, we'll go check it out. And Torero but, game, you could sit front row. Pretty much, yeah, right? I mean, but what a great pavilion! What oh, a, it's beautiful. The Jenny Craig Pavilion is a great place to see a game. So, no, right now they don't. Um, they go to Gulls games, and I don't think they know any of the coaches or players. Yeah. But they don't care. They like it. They're having fun. And then at a certain point, I just think it was different when we were kids because, I don't know, you had more of a connection to it. Now, they know NBA rosters incredibly yeah. well. I mean, they know NBA players and rosters. And head coaches and all that. Yeah. A lot of those guys. Much better than I ever did. Yeah. And stats on guys as far as career high for Jordan and career high for Kobe and very well aware of Wilt Chamberlain having a 100-point game. So they know all that, but not so much on the college Would level. you let your kids do a fantasy basketball league next year? Um, I don't know that they would do it because they went they went manage the roster, and then anybody who's been in one of those leagues would be, who's this asshole? <laughs> well, he's 10. <laughs> but, um, but, see, the problem would be, too, with two of them, I could probably I could probably draft the team for them. Yeah, L- like let them pick the players, and then uh, and then I would just have to be the GM. Yeah. I'd have to be Coach Cantera, right? <laughs> like when Cantera was GM of the soccer, sure he was. He made all the moves. He was on the phone constantly with Liverpool and Tottenham trying to make player moves. He didn't do shit. Signed up fucking Jemco uh, to put put a patch on the sleeve. Randy Jones barbecue, right? Um, that's kind of the way I'd be the GM. That's it. Same thing. <laughs> that's too funny. I say I bet your kids would do good at it. I bet if you let them draft it, they'd be fine too. As you said, they know the they know the rosters. When I was their age, same thing, man. I mean, really, you don't have a lot of shit going on in your life outside of school and and sports. I knew every every roster, every player that was going yeah. on. This is before you had access to the internet. You know, but man, you, you hell, I knew Steve Mix, and I mean, you know, all well, these bullshit guys. Well, they know them because they play two K eighteen. Yeah. yeah. So playing two K eighteen, all the guys are in there, and now they have to figure it out to get the rosters to update. I don't know how that shit works, but they're jealous because uh, the neighbor guy, his roster is always updated. So yeah. if Kyrie Irving's hurt, and they're like, "Why the fuck do we have Kyrie?" I'm like, "Well, you're not playing season." You have to play season, the whole thing. But that is, see, that to me, Dave, the video games, it, it's funny because they're active. They play basketball yeah. in the league every weekend. So they have practiced three days a week while doing homework and report cards were good today. And you go, you're fifth grade. Yeah. But me and their mom both agree, you got to be a kid. And for me, if they're playing 2K18, and it's giving them an appreciation for Steph Curry yeah. or Clay Thompson or Carl Anthony Towns or pick the player, Lonzo Ball, and they're watching the game and they enjoy the game more on TNT because they played as that yeah. guy earlier. Um, I, I'm fine with that. I like it. Okay, here, here I had a question today. I threw this at, at my youngest son. We were talking about golf because – Tiger was in the news yesterday. You know, the ratings were ridiculous. Went up 120% from a year ago from the same awesome. tournament just because Tiger was in. Even when Tiger wasn't doing anything, you know, taking his hat off and putting his hand on top of his head, they had the camera on him. I mean, they yeah. it might as well just spend the Tiger channel. But it worked. That's what people wanted. And I said, you don't understand how good these guys are. I mean, he's seen me hit balls at the driving range, and I'm terrible. 
And I said, these guys are so far back. They're playing from the back tees. Mm-hmm. They hit the ball so far. I said, Jeff and I saw Dustin Johnson a few years ago in person. And I go, it might have been the, one of the most impressive things I've ever seen from a yeah. professional athlete to go, I'm nowhere close to where that guy is. What sport do you think if you took your average Joe and you put him against a, a golfer and, and put him in an NFL game, put him on an NBA court, put him in a major league baseball batter's box, what sport do you think would stand out the most? You go, there, there's the biggest separation gap. Mm. What stands out? Cause I, I said golf at first, but I was thinking, well, no one's touching a fucking, you know, a, a Chapman. No. You know, you go to these high school games and guys are throwing somewhere between 74 and 88 and you're going, the kids are going, man, that's fast. It's the same damn distance that Chapman's throwing. Yeah, I I like that, man. What what experience? Yeah, nobody's, I mean, you have guys you see out at the range, right, that are adjusting the Velcro on the gloves like they're Nomar. Yeah. Like, dude, just swing the fucking club, okay? (laughs) Um, But when you watch those guys, they're, they're... you mentioned Dustin Johnson. They're, they're, it's just insane. And you go, it's a Wednesday afternoon at yeah. Torrey. And he just lines up, and it's 280 down the fairway, just crushed. Ridiculous. The sound to it. Yeah. But you see that with Bernard Longer, John Daly, yeah. or anybody else. Man, I, I would say, I don't know, probably, yeah, probably baseball. Baseball because is the hardest thing to do. Yeah, I mean, they're talking yeah. about this Japanese kid, the reliever, that's throwing the ball 52 miles an hour for the Padres. Yeah. And they're like, it, it looks like the Bugs Bunny pitch. <laughs> and guys can't see that coming. But even a movement, I, yeah. I, I just, uh, we always talk about the Mark Davis curveball. Greg Harris, the reliever for the Padres, yeah. that thing just dropped off the table. And that, to me, would be fun. Yeah. I don't know how many of us would stand in there for uh for a Chapman fastball or a Randy Johnson, Nolan Ryan, yeah, right, J.R. Richard, but um yeah, shit, you're not getting the bat off your shoulder. You know, I, also I think the thing to make someone look foolish. I don't care what kind of athlete you are, unless you're a, 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 at least a high level college football player. Yeah, try playing cornerback against one of these top oh, level no wide way. receivers. Try and try and cover Antonio Brown for the, for a drive. Yeah, no way, no chance. No he has way. 15, 20 yards Hunter on you Henry. before. Yeah, you know. These guys are so fast, you have no idea how, what good athletes they are. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, the other one, too, that I always appreciated is the jockeys. Because the jockeys are in a squat. You're in a squat on a 2,000-pound yeah. racehorse. You have such small amount of room to maneuver with 10 other racehorses and guys swinging whips around and a bunch of psychotic Panamanians. <laughs> I'll try to take your head off and just for a minute and a half. I mean, yeah. those guys that I, 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 being in the fight game, I always ask fighters, um, what's the experience like when you walk to yeah. the ring or the octagon? What is that like? And now the one that I like asking them about is how do they spend the 24 hours between weigh in and, and the fight? Yeah. Because now the training's over, and you can't sleep, you're nervous, can't really eat, so what do you do? Yeah. Because it just feels like the, the water's just dripping and hitting you in the forehead. But um, yeah, the, the science and the mental game of sports, I love all that. Yeah. I, I just, I'm fascinated by all that. I do too. I always find it fascinating when guys describe to you what's it like standing on the mound in front of a big crowd. And most of the guys who are at the top will Game all, within the game, all yeah. that stuff. They'll they tell you it's up. almost the same thing. Like the guys who have done it for a long time, it's mm-hmm. it's just him and the catcher. 
I mean, they know what's going on if there's a guy on base who's yeah. coming up. But, man, they don't hear anything in the crowd ever. You know, I mean, Greg Maddox never heard. Maddox, you suck. Maddox, yeah. my wife throws harder. He doesn't hear any of that shit. No way. I mean, it's it, the the mental strength that those guys have to block everything out to do their jobs incredible. Well, and then I like talking to them when they're in retirement. To say, how do you, because it's an adrenaline. Yeah. How do, you, how do you find that? Where do you find that? Can you find it? Like, if you're Trevor Hoffman, can you imagine what it had to be like every time when you hear Hell's Bells? Yeah. And now the only bells you hear is the ding when you walk in the dry cleaner. You're like, that, <laughs> shit, that ain't the same thing, right? Um, yeah, how, the life after the game, too. I mean, all, all of us, you just go to work. Yeah. You just show up at work every day. And then you go home. But for those guys, the camaraderie and all of that, man, yeah, it can be a challenge. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. It's, uh, it is. it is. It's tough for a lot of guys. You, you mentioned it before. I mean, obviously, we saw Trevor just a few weeks ago, and he's yep. as grounded as any superstar you're going to run into. But you got to think, most of these guys, they're treated as superheroes for a long, long time. I mean, a lot of them, since the age of 13, 14 years old, when they knew they were different than everybody in the neighborhood and parents treated them different than everybody in the neighborhood, their sense of reality is is different than than what ours is. You know, yep. we, we see things. We know what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes. We think of someone else's problems. It's just so self-centered, whether it's, you're an actor, whether you're, you're, you're a dancer, you're a singer, you're Michael Jackson, you're Michael Jordan. It's just different for everybody. But they don't. there's no one that's going to come up to them that's in their inner circle and say, you suck. Yeah. The other thing that changes, too, is concept of money. Yeah. And how do you manage that? How do you manage the concept of money when you're not getting the per diem, when you're not getting the endorsements, when you're not getting the weekly or bi-weekly monthly contract? How do you deal with that? How do you adjust your lifestyle? Now, if you've got $100 million in the bank and you've always lived a manageable lifestyle, yep. you should be fine. But if you make $2 million, and you're spending one eight, yeah. And all of a sudden you get cut, and you're like, "Well, I still need to make one eight, and I, I'm not making that much anymore." Uh, picking up trash yeah. for the city and national city. Where the fuck do I go? Yeah, how do you handle that? We've seen guys do it though in in the pro level, especially in the NBA. Guys like Antoine Walker spent mm -hmm. more than a hundred million dollars. Vin Baker. Was working at a Starbucks about a year ago. He spent over $100 million. Someone just hired him. I think it might have been the Milwaukee Bucks. Hired him as an assistant coach just to get him back in. Get him wow. out of being a barista. Because he had no control over his money. Had no no idea how taxes work. No, had no idea about giving it to friends and family and paying for things that you just, just were completely lost. Trent Richardson, remember the, the one guy that was drafted uh -huh. third overall by the Browns from Alabama? He said he was playing for people's funerals and stuff that his mom told him to pay yeah, for. Yeah. I mean, he said he Awful. didn't even know who people were. And he said completely spending money that, that was his, that he was told to spend money for because his mom was saying, you got to do this. It's funny that we bring this up because usually we'll tape on a Monday, 7.15, 7.30. We got going late tonight because I went by Plaza Bonita. Okay. I've not been to Plaza Bonita in years, but on the way down here. And the reason why, Dave, is I have determined that I'm in the market for a watch. Yeah. Well, no shit. You just gave it away to your kid. I did. <laughs> I, I gave it away. I, I gave a watch away that I got on like our second anniversary yeah. I gave to my kid because um, while I didn't necessarily want that watch anymore, just like I didn't want my ring anymore, yeah. I thought, my, and my kids, my son was thrilled. 
That's cool. And, and I also thought that would be respectful to to my wife to not just go, well, I chucked it or yeah. gave it to a guy on the street or traded it for a blowjob. I, I didn't do any of that shit. But now I go, um, but now I go, you know, I want to get a watch. Yeah. And you go, because it'll kind of remind me of, and I want to do it in a short window, like this week. Okay. Because my feeling is, um, I'll get it, and when this is all over, and we make it to the other side, and I'm out to dinner with Jeannie Pepper, yes. and I will be, I'll be able to go, it will be a constant reminder to appreciate the good things that you have in your life. And and not to make the same mistakes, and also to say, hey, you made it through to the other end. Good on you. I'm not really a material guy, but looking at watches tonight, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, they're expensive. But I don't know. Like, I know, I think Nixon. Yeah, is Nixon's in, a and, decent watch. Yeah, but goddamn, half of these things look <laughs> like the thing the skipper was steering on yeah. Gilligan's Island. I don't want that shit. I mean, the ones with the big giant head. The, yeah. The, the ones that are kind of in style right now. They're a pain in the ass. Your left arm will be bigger than your right arm after a week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need all that. But um, but I did see one that I kind of liked. Uh, a fossil watch? Yeah. These guys are still okay, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Not like buying a swatch, no, right? No, you're not buying a swatch. Yeah. G-Shock? No, you're fine. It's funny. I saw that lady was like, we have these G-Shocks. I was like, oh, that, that doesn't no. look like that's for me. But I saw uh, a fossil watch tonight. I didn't buy yeah. it. I just was checking it out. Yeah, shit, that might be the one I, I pull the trigger on. There you go. I have about, uh, I say about three or four watches that I wear certain times when I go out, whether I'm working or something mm-hmm. else. But otherwise, I'll wear like that, that Fitbit band has the, the, yeah. the watch on. I'm always on a baseball phone. I'm afraid I'm going to break a good watch anyway, so I won't, yeah. won't wear it. But I used to always buy, man, the, the shitty $24 watches at Macy's, where unless yeah, you right? got up close to it, you had no idea it was nothing. No. But because I was always on a baseball field and, and hit it with a bat or a baseball, I'd get scratched. I just didn't care. It wouldn't bother me. But if I had a real nice watch that I ruined, I'm, going, I'm the dumbest guy on the planet for doing it. I'm not Joe Madden where I can afford to go get another one. Yeah, my kids gave me like four years ago. I swear, I think they were six. Like the the watch you find at uh, Sports Fever. Yeah. Like a Raider watch, which is really funny. Yeah. But I, I can't, you know, you want to have something if you go to work or you're going to meetings yeah. where you go, okay, that's a nice, I can't show up in my goddamn Ray Guy watch. <laughs> But if I'm out, you know, how great would that be? Just the hands were his legs, <laughs> just him going around his head. Yeah. Oh, it's one o'clock. Ray Guy says it's one o'clock. But um, but uh, yeah, that to me, I it was so funny tonight, kind of looking at him. Yeah. And you go, shit, I don't know, but Dave here. Okay. What about Amazon? Have you tried Amazon? Um, that's a good looking watch. That's not bad, right? That's a good looking watch. Yeah. Okay, so I think that'll be the one I I pull the trigger on. Um. Yeah, the problem with Amazon is that's that one right there. That's a good-looking watch. All right, cool. And it's black and silver, Raider colors. Um, The problem with Amazon is they put that watch guide on. Yeah. And they're like, well, 24 millimeters is a quarter, and this is 42. And I go, well, what the hell am I so... (laughs) Right? Where you go, okay, well, it's a a quarter and a half? Yeah. Fuck you, you dick. Just uh, so no, of all places, yeah. I went to Macy's walking around in yeah. there. But you go, all right, let me think about it for a day because it's, it's going to be 
not crazy expensive. Yeah. Well, Macy's always has those deals too, where everything's twenty five percent off, like all the time. Well, it's if you open an account. Okay. But but I don't have any credit cards. Okay. And and I kind of like not having a credit card. So um, but yeah, that's it. I don't know where else where else would you go. That's it, right? I There's mean, always those shops that specialize in watches, but they're gonna get you. You're gonna yeah. be fine at Macy's. You'll be fine. Just do that yeah. one right there. Yeah, you're, but yeah. it was funny, like walking yeah. around Plaza Bonita tonight. I'm like, God damn. When's the yeah. last time you were in that mall? Um, nice. Much nicer than it was when we were doing the 800 show. Honestly, I was in that mall a month ago. I was in that mall about a month ago because I'm in the warehouse in there. I had to get my kid yeah. a suit, and that's why I had to run in there. Um, but yeah, that, that's about it. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely fine. It, it, it's funny. You ever see the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yes. Do you remember where your boy Paul Rudd, you were just talking about how much you liked him yesterday in yeah. Ant-Man, when he's on the surfboard and he's talking about how great it is living in Hawaii? Yeah. And he goes, I don't even wear a watch, man. And he goes, really? He goes, yeah, you just taking the sunset? No, my, my iPhone has a clock on it right here. Like, <laughs> like you think he's getting real emotional. Yeah. Uh, he discovered life in Hawaii. Yeah. But it's all because his cell phone has it. Goddamn. But it's so funny because I go, I, I can't, I honestly can't tell you the last time I shopped for a watch. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever. And usually I don't see you wearing a ton of watches unless you're like me, unless it's a work deal. Yeah. Yeah. But it was funny. I was like, okay. You go, well, I'm not going to buy a car. I just sold my Harley. Yeah. I go, you know what? Um, Yeah. I was just like, you know what? I'll find a watch. I'll find a watch that I like. Because the one that I gave my son, now it can be told. Hope nobody listens to this fucking thing. (laughs) Tony listens to it. Hey. Um. I liked it, but it was it was silver with a blue face. Yeah. Very nice watch. There's a part of me, I'm like, this is a fucking cowboy watch. <laughs> right? The cowboys. I feel like I'm fucking Jay Novacek yeah, right now. Fuck the cowboys. Fuck Drew Pearson. Yeah. Oh, what a. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like Raphael Septian walking around here without the windowless van. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I'll change it up. Now, like Good I said, you. I gave it to my son, yeah. and he loves it, and that's cool. But, um, yeah, I think that's what That's do. funny as shit. I, man, I'm a big believer in buying something for yourself once in a while. You know, it's saying, you yeah, know. at the, the right time, right? The, the days keep mixing together unless you sit there and you go, you know what, today, this this made me feel good, so I got it. I could go crazy, and you said no. open up a million credit cards. No. But you sit there and go, you know what, I bought it because, hell, I just want something to shake it up. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, yeah, it's like, well, either do that or get a dog. I'm yeah. like, well, shit, I can't get a dog. <laughs> Uh, who did I read? Somebody on Twitter today said they were at the airport and, yeah. and somebody got paged. Did you see this? Maybe because you and I no. follow a lot of the same people. They were paging somebody that had left their comfort goldfish at TSA. And the, whoever wow. wrote the tweet was like, I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I, I don't. Look, I'm, I'm for everybody. Yeah. And whatever gets you through your day, um, I, I, for the most part, will support it. But people have said to me, you know, when you when you get established and everything else, man, I bet you go out and get a dog. I'm like, no, I'm not getting a dog. I love dogs. Yeah. But I don't need the responsibility of a dog, you know, tearing yeah. up someplace or constant. I came right here from Carlsbad. Yeah. So I left at 6.15 this morning. It's now going on 9 o'clock. I, I've been gone all day. Yeah. That's not fair to a dog. Oh, then you'll get a cat. I'm like, I'm not getting a cat. I'm not getting a hamster. I'm not getting a beta. Yeah, you want to be able to go to L.A. for a couple of days. That's Santa it. Barbara. Don't That's not it. worry about it. Yeah. So I'm like, no. Yeah. I'll just get a watch. <laughs> Never, I, I don't know the last time I bought one, but um, 
Yeah, it was funny tonight looking at it and you just go, God damn, some of these things, three grand. Four. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. That is so. too funny. All right, so here's the deal. You mentioned L.A., or I mentioned L.A. just now. Mm-hmm. The O.J. deal. You obviously, yeah. the whole O.J. thing is something you always take your kids on the little tour, but I didn't watch it. I, I told you I didn't watch it. You said you taped it. I know uh-huh. the rest of the world watched it yesterday. It seemed like it was all everybody was talking about, just kind of what we expected. Did you watch it? You said you were going to tape it. Well, we ran late last night, and... I didn't get home till close to 11. And I watched, I, it's funny, it was, I don't know how late we'll go tonight, but I wanted to watch more of it. Uh, I tell you, Dave, I, I can't help but think of the families. Yeah. The Goldman family and the Brown family, the kids, right? Nicole Brown's kids. Um, there was Judith Reagan. Soledad O'Brien hosted it. I only, I only saw a few minutes, so I can't judge the whole thing. I like Soledad. Yeah. I, I think she's credible. Judith Regan, who did the interview, was on set. Um, Chris Darden was on set. And a woman who was a friend of Nicole Brown's. And, you know, they're dicking around, stretching it out. And then they start with five minutes of the interview. Yeah. OJ talking about how he met Nicole and all these different things. And they cut back to the set. And the woman who is her friend... Just starts crying. Oh, boy. Just starts crying. And said, you know, she just loved being a mom. She just, that's all she she wanted. And OJ says in the interview that when their kids were born, she would never go out. She didn't want to go out. And I go, shit, I absolutely can relate to that. Yeah. Um, you just like being home. You like, you like enjoying that time with your kids. And so... Yeah, I mean, it feels like, I don't think it's a big shocker. I don't think it's a big spoiler because I haven't even seen the end of it. Sure feels like he just said, I, I did it. Yeah. I I did it. That's what it sounds like everybody has said, that that it came off, that it sounded like almost a confession to get the, the weight off his body. Well, and again, it's been a long time yeah. since it was done, 06. 12 years after the murders happened. Yeah, and 12 years yeah, ago. Yeah, Um. But, you know, talking about Ron Goldman saying, what do you think, you're going to kick my ass? And all of a sudden, you know, he's big, tough OJ. What a dick. Yeah. Now, what's funny to me is, and I heard it on Stern Tonight, people ripping OJ as if that interview actually was taped yesterday. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'd i be shocked if he's any different personality-wise today than he was 12 years ago or 24 years ago. But... Again, Dave, I I just think now you look at it more as a parent and you go, fuck. It's just awful, man. And Stern speculated tonight, and I'll ask you, if you're Fred Goldman or the Brown family, Denise Brown or any of them, do you take any comfort in watching that and going, well, I mean, he he basically admitted it. It, He spent time in jail in Nevada. I mean, he hasn't been, he lives in his own mental prison. I mean, if you read any of the articles, he really doesn't go out much. And he's 50% people heckle him and other people kiss his ass. But if you're the families, do you take any comfort at all in, in what was said? It's interesting to say that. I think if I'm watching, if I'm the families, I'm thinking he said exactly what I'm hoping he would say, you know, because we all believe he did it if I'm the mm-hmm. family going, we, we believe he is the guy. There isn't yeah. another guy out there. No. It's O.J. Simpson and that it's cut and dry. 
I want to hear what he said, but I think when it's all said and done, I don't think there's any relief. I, I think he, he probably gave you what you wanted, but you don't feel any better today than you did a week ago. Don't bring him back. Yeah. You know, doesn't doesn't bring him back. And so uh, from a Fox standpoint, yeah, I, I don't even know what the point was of running it. Well, just ratings. I mean, they, yeah. they said it got, what did they say, it got the same ratings as um, – as the San Diego State basketball, right? I believe is what they said in the, in this town that that it was that big of a deal that that many people tuned in, or the same as Tiger. Even it was the ratings yeah. were through the roof. That advertising wise, how the, did the do dollars against Idol? Don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Don't know how how it did against Idol. Um, yeah. which which is very funny. It's um, I, I never did the tour. Yeah, I know you 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 know exactly oh, yeah. where to go. Like you wouldn't even have to pull out ways to to get mm-hmm. to where you need to be. Is it true Nicole's place? where the murders happened that it was very very small it's not a not yeah. a very big area yeah right on bundy and not not one neighbor nobody heard a damn thing nothing there's nothing no and incredibly quiet at night yeah um bundy yeah it's wild having just kind of tracked it rockingham oj's house has been taken down and rebuilt yeah Street signs have been changed. Everything's been changed around there. But, you know, that affects if you're a bitch. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> Wait, did they change the street titles? The the name of the streets? They or they changed, just changed? What do you mean street signs? Uh, the house number has been changed. Okay. But it's still, everything's still right there on the corner. Okay. Everything, the outer as far as the fence and the hedges and everything else is still the same. I think the the like where Cato lived is still the same. Yeah. Um, but the main house was taken down and rebuilt. Now I don't know why you would do that. Nobody got killed there. No. But they did. Um, the driveway looks different too. Like it's funny. We've all seen that circ- half kind of half crescent. Yeah. Uh, driveway, much smaller. Where you look at it and you go, "Whoa, that's crazy." But you can see if you're there, you go, "Shit, that's where the Bronco was parked and yep. where it got towed." Bundy has been changed too. Bundy's been changed because um, the front part now has been a wall has been built, kind of a stucco wall, I'd say probably eight feet tall that blocks the front entry. But um, I had been in LA shortly after that for something else. Yeah, and we went by, and man, it it was crazy. Like uh, Barkley would understand this. The plants in front were flattened down, and they were flattened down from the amount, not so much from from footprints, but it looked like they had been flattened down from the amount of water used to rinse the blood out. Wow. Yeah. And you were like, whoa. Yeah. Like if you, if you we've all done it. Yeah. The sprinkler stays on, and that grass gets flattened out. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, we were there, and you just kind of walked around like a lot of people i mean once the crime tape came down people were just I me mean, you could yeah. walk right and look in her back garage and there was her convertible you know what's uh, interesting is obviously we're in california you and i know the area mm-hmm. i mean i i know exactly the area so i've never been through and taken a tour of it but i know the area is I, I always assume this is a huge national story. And it, mm-hmm. it, it, we saw the car chase going on when the NBA finals were going oh, yeah. on. But I heard someone say today, so it was, it's a California story. It's not a big national story. I, 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 I differ oh, I on that one. That. I think that's just one of the biggest national stories we've ever had. Yeah, I don't believe that at all because 
you take the 405 north and get off on Sunset and take a left, the thing that you're going to notice is, and, and we have one in, in downtown San Diego, there's one in Long Beach. It's the old school Holiday Inn. Yeah. The circular hotel that are now different things or whatever they are. But that's the thing you see. And when you saw that shot of the Bronco, you saw that Holiday Inn, the circular tower in the back. And for me, you go, oh, wow, there it is. But it's a pretty good drive west. I mean, it, it's at least, God, it may be two miles in before you can turn up Rockingham and then kind of working your way around to yeah. get to OJ's. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, I, I mean, you, you've seen it, but I, I think, um, to me, it's always, I don't know, I'm fascinated by things, but I, but I'm also, when you're there, man, it makes you sad. It does. It just yeah, makes sure. you sad. Yeah. You see it like, like, I think you go to the Menendez house and you're just like, whoa, like, right. Because yeah. the parents sounded like they had their issues and the kids, I mean, that is dysfunctional family. But I, I think when you're there at Bundy, at least for me. Um, there's a few of those that you can see in LA where you just go, wow, just, just sad that yeah. it happened right there, you know, especially beautiful neighborhood. You know, it's interesting. Ford is bringing the Bronco back this year, you know, in the fall, you're going to see the Broncos all over the place. No way. Wow. And, and say there's a huge demand already that people want that Bronco and you can't, I can't imagine it's because of gas mileage the whole, on that thing. Well, I'm sure it's, it has to be a little bit better than it used to be where it used to be five miles to the gallon, but still. I can see myself ever getting a Bronco. First thing no. I think about when I see a Bronco is think of OJ. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I'm, I mean, it's pretty wild. Within a short distance, driving the Menendez brother house, like I said, the Bugsy Siegel house. Yeah, uh, Michael Jackson. He's just right across Sunset. Um, Freddie Prinze. I Where's mean, Bugsy Siegel house? Right there in Beverly Hills. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right there. Um. Yeah, they're all right there. It's great. Yeah. And you just, I mean, you just look. You go. God damn, that's history right yeah. there. Well, all it's funny it. when you look at even the price of the houses. Yeah, we were talking real estate. Obviously, uh, we do it all the time on the show. But we were just talking about it last week about how expensive the houses have gotten in West LA, Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. OJ bought that house on Rockingham for five hundred thousand dollars. Whoa. Yeah. Five hundred grand. Man, I I tell you, Dave, that area back there. In, uh, in Rockingham. And what's funny is LeBron also lives on Rockingham, yeah. but across Sunset. Um, But that area, you just go, shit, for all the families there? Yeah. Uh, you go, man, you, you accomplished your life dream, I would think. Yeah. To move in, and there's a bunch of people that live right through there. And God, what a circus for a year, if not longer. But... Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just I find myself Fred Goldman kind of yeah. wore me out at that time, and now I have a different view of him. You see his frustration. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it, without a doubt. I mean, this guy is a guy that loved his son. That's not coming back, no as doubt. he said, and it's frustration. And uh, so many people forgot his son was even involved. It's always yeah. it's always about Nicole. Yeah, and and like the thing that bothered me is. Who released the photos of the scene? Yeah. Like what? Why would you do that? You, you know, it's interesting you say that. It, I, there's a guy that that I knew. You, you know him too. Uh, Norm Peters. He's, yeah. 
Minnesota guy lives in Los Angeles. Does stats. You see him all the time. Uh, Laker Clipper games in the front. If he, you know, we know who he is. No one knows who he is. But he, he had his job was to be in court every single day, and he okay. saw the photos. I'd see him every Laker game, and he'd be in court. Then he'd go to the Laker games at night or Clipper games, and he said. Let me tell you something. I have nightmares over these photos. Terrible. He goes, you never want to see them. He goes, I'm not just saying that for effect. I'm telling you, if anyone ever says, I got the photos, you want to see what it, what it was like? He goes, say no. Don't ever look at them. But you're right. Yeah. Someone goes and releases them. You can find them on the internet right now. Yeah. And you, they're horrendous. Terrible. I, I saw, I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I saw people very close to me pass away from natural causes. I saw them. Yeah. After they had passed away, that's bad. I, I, right here, sitting here, I can visualize both of them. They died in natural causes. Yeah. They, they basically died in their sleep. Terrible. Why, why, who does that? Like, who, I don't know. I, I just find that I, I think I'm all for uh, the First Amendment, but I, but I also think there are things that we do that are, that, that just don't happen around the world. Like, anybody else was like you know what we're just gonna put that up on the net yeah what's funny is a tiger got the picture of his dick taken down <laughs> but but you can go see <laughs> right that was a story on tmz for like a week that, that tiger was suing everybody yeah but uh but you can go tonight yeah and see nicole and and ron goldman yeah their heads barely connected yeah, awful. Yeah, you, you know, as you're sitting there telling the story, I'm going, okay, well, yeah, that's terrible. But do you remember how many how quickly nude pictures of Nicole came out too? Yeah. Yeah, all over the internet too, going, hey, yeah. look at that. You yeah. know, all of a sudden people started posting naked pictures of Nicole. God damn, man. Uh, it's funny. I, I just, they're just people that just have no soul. Yeah. Right? I mean, you just have no soul. Yeah. You just have no, if you're profiting from that, like you and I listen to Stern. Mr. Skin is as creepy as it gets. <laughs> but but there's a part of Mr. Skin where you go, he's all right. Like I think he'd wear you yeah. out if you sat next to him on a flight. But but he's just he's just finding clips from movies. Yeah. That's I mean it. they they He's not making his own content. Yeah. He's they, finding clips telling you eight minutes in of this and that, and boom, you're gonna see this. Stupid puns. Yeah. Um but you go, all right, he's not hurting anybody. No. But then you look at these guys that are just like the the Diana thing. Yeah. Just paparazzi, man. They are, and it wasn't paparazzi that got Ron and Nicole's photos. But man, those paparazzis are are scumbags, huh? Yeah. That, well, that's it. And these guys get paid so much money for pictures. I want to ask you a little bit about about the Padres. You know, mm -hmm. as we get closer and closer to opening day. First of all, spring training's too long. Am I Way right? Way too long. Too long. It's an, enough already. I mean, you're like, God dang, how many more days? I think we're about 15 days away, 16 days away. Jesus Christ. And it just seems way too long. Yeah, two weeks from Thursday. Okay, two weeks from Thursday. So looking at your the Padres right now, a couple things I want to throw at you is forget about the record. They're 8-8. Eight eight. Nobody, nobody cares. But Fernando Tatis, mm -hmm. you've seen more and more. They moved him over to third. He played third base mm -hmm. today. His, his batting average, which you expect. The kid's 19 years old. He's the youngest guy in camp out of all 30 major league teams. He's his average went from in the four hundreds to hitting around two eighty one, kind of what you expected, right? You mm -hmm. aren't disappointed and going, "What do you mean you hit two eighty one?" He's seen pitching and pitchers that he's never seen before. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, you're going, "Okay, it's part of growing up." Uh, I, I'll mess up. Urias, how did you say it yesterday? Urias, 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 Luis Urias. Now moving to shortstop. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and at least in today's game, he was shortstop. Tatis was third base. He hitting 286. But when we always talk about Carlos uh, Asuaje and mm-hmm. going, well, he, he's going to be gone soon because you have Luis there ready to take over second and base. And Perella. And Perella. Could you see a, a move where they say, you know what? Not so fast. We're going to have uh, Tatis at, at third. You're going to have the lineup that you had today. We have uh, Uri- Urias, you said? Urias. Urias. I said Urias. Okay. Urias. It's all in, in, fucked up for me. And the Dodgers have one, too, and I can't ever get his name right as well. And then you have uh, Aswai, who's who's up there. He's actually leading the, the team in hitting right now. And Spangenberg. And, and Spangenberg's doing very well right now. Spangenberg's hitting 321. Um, you have Frenchie Cordero and, and Aswai both hitting 344, leading the Padres right now at 344. Perello's hitting. Yeah, and Perella's hitting, but but would you be okay with that and saying not so fast? If Aswai is getting it done, and they're all decently young, Aswai oh, yeah. is twenty six, going. You know what? Wait, we don't need to go out and chase a free agent or make a quick trade or anything like that. Let's keep the guys that we have right now and go with an infield totally. of that with Hosmer at first base. Totally. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think as Dennis Lynn pointed out today, there are going to be guys that are sent down whether it's Cordero or Jankowski, whether it's Spangenberg or Aswahe, uh, and probably two of those guys are going down that that could be on a major league roster. But to me, yeah, you're going to send Tatis and Urias down yeah. because at least for 15 days um, because you control them for another year. But, but for right now, uh, I don't think there's any major rush to put those guys in. You have uh, Freddie, Galvis, uh, Freddie Galvis there, Headley's there, Swahe's there. But the thing that I saw today where I go, I feel like things have changed and they've changed for the better, is when they finally said, you know, we may have to send Perdomo down. We may have to send Perdomo down to AAA. Now, Chris Young has pitched pretty good. Yeah. Pitched pretty good. Tyson Ross pitched well today. Tyson Ross has pitched well. Four innings, no one runs. I will bet you a beer at Miguel's that Tyson Ross is still in the rotation on May 1st. And I'll bet you a second beer at Miguel's that there's no way Chris Young is still in the rotation on May 1st. Okay. I was about to say, if you're going to say he's in the rotation, I'll take that bet right there. No. I think Tyson Ross will be in the rotation. I think you're right on that one. Now, Chris Young could be kind of a swing guy. Maybe. I don't don't know. Could he be a long guy or... Don't know. Again, I don't know how quickly he adapts, how it works for them getting ready. Who knows? But to me, I thought Perdomo should have been down last year. I thought Perdomo... Yeah, you have not been a Perdomo fan the entire time he's been here. Not at all. I mean, he's a Rule 5 guy, and you still feel like... They feel like he can be okay. I feel like Perdomo has been given a free ride. And if to me... I'm much more concerned about Perdomo than I am as far as than I am Renfro. I mean, when you look at the two guys as far as development and the impact they can make on the team, and, and uh, finally, you saw today Andy Green, and he was talking about um, was it Carlos Carrasco for the Indians? Yes, I think is what he said, and he used the analogy that when the Indians sent Carrasco down, and they were like, "Okay, come out of the bullpen." Give us one strong inning. Give us two strong innings. Next time, give us three yeah. strong innings, and all of a sudden, Carrasco's an 18-game winner. Um, I like that. To me, if you go, Perdomo's going to go down, and we're going to go with uh, Richard and Mitchell and Lamette and Ross, and then you put Young as your five guy because you've got a couple of days off early, including, I think, Easter Sunday they're off. I don't know how that worked. 
That's very strange. Yeah. yeah. But but there are some weird off days, and you send Perdomo down to El Paso and leave him down there for a month. I'm fine with that move. You know what's funny? You brought up Chris Young. I'm one of these guys that I'm not a big radar gun guy because everybody throws the same fucking speed. Yeah. You know, I watch a bunch of Angel games on, on TV every year, and the Angels have the same guy, the same cookie-cutter guy. Yeah. They take out one six-foot-five white guy that throws 96-97. Yeah. He goes out. They bring in another six-foot-five white guy that throws 96-97. Yeah. There's no difference. Chris Young is a guy that changes speeds. Big guy is deceiving. Not yeah. going to get a shitload of strikeouts, but the idea, idea is to get outs. If you can keep your pitch count down, you work fast, you get through the innings, guys who play defense love that behind you. You know, yeah. hey, the, the ball's about to be hit to me. You're going to work fast, boom, but you're changing speeds. By the time the next guy comes in, man, he looks like he's throwing rockets compared to Chris Young. But at least it's a different look. You know, you've yeah. got, got a guy that's almost seven feet tall throwing 86 miles an hour is a different look than everyone that throws 95, 96, 97. And then you go the uh, Japanese guy throwing yeah. 60, 62. And then you change up and have somebody else coming out, whether it's Strom or anybody else. And no one seemed to square up Brad Hand last year. No. Yeah. I like it, man. I, I do. I, I like I like the feeling around this team. And, and I like that there are tough decisions coming up. I know Bill Center wrote it, and Dennis wrote it, Nick wrote it, um, and, and I agree completely. I love the fact that you're finally at a spot where you go, yeah, there are some decisions that need to be made. I My feeling would be that it's going to be Hedges and Ellis, I, yeah. I think, are your catchers. I think so, too. And I, I think that's great. Uh, Hosmer's there. I don't know who backs up Hosmer at first. I guess you could bring Myers in, right? Yeah, you could easily do that. You know, yeah. you say we're going give to give a guy a break. We bring another outfielder here. Move Myers uh, to first base. It's it's easy to move things around. You're seeing that more and more in baseball. Guys who are playing more than one position. Um, you said Spangenberg's been hitting, but is Suahe and Perella kind of give you a little bit of a mix um, at second? Uh, Galvis is your shortstop. Yep. I don't. I'm assuming Urias and Tatis are down for they the time being. They have to go being. down. I mean, you're talking 19 and 20 years old. Yeah, Headley. Yep. And then you know Perella can play left with. With Renfro and Margot and Myers, everybody loves Frenchy Cordero. You know, he, yeah. he's, 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 he's right now. He's, he's tied again, leading the team and hitting a hit in three forty four right now. You yeah, know? and I he's mean, a guy that has worked his ass off to show how how serious he is. When he's been in there, he hasn't been bad. His defense, I was thinking, be a little bit better, but that will come. You're looking at a couple different numbers for you, Headley, who will be your starting third baseman day one. Mm-hmm. If he's not, I'll be surprised. But he's hitting two thirty eight. His bat's not where you kind of hope it would be. You kind of hope it would be a little bit better, but whatever. Uh, the the guy, to me, is the most fascinating person on the Padres is Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Because that's the one where you really wish you were inside the Padre facility and going, what the fuck is everyone really thinking? Yeah. What is the book on this guy that's hitting two thirty five right now, three home runs in the spring, has nine runs knocked in, but yet you know the organization isn't 100% in on this guy? And I think he knows it. Yeah, I think he 100% knows it. Yeah, I think that – is a big deal. Yeah, but do, what do you want to know? Okay, what is the exact book on him? What, what, what is the problem? What do they think they, they have in him? And why are they a little – everyone seems a little bit pissed off with the guy. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you, Nick wrote uh, – Nick Canepa wrote yesterday, you give up on Hunter Renfro, it's a big mistake. I think Nick's exactly right. I agree with that too. You, you are – there is nothing you are playing for in 2018. To me, what you're playing for in 2018 – 
is to answer lingering lingering questions. And your lingering questions are not Chris Young, Clayton Richard, Tyson Ross related. They, to me, are uh, Hunter Renfro related, really, and Swahe related, or, or Spangenberg. Uh, to me, I feel like this would be the time where you go, these are the three guys that we need to figure it out, right? I mean, I feel like you found out what you had last year in Hedges. You found out what you had last year in Margot. Um, I think there's, sure, you still have questions about Myers, but you're much more committed to Myers yeah. than the other. Man, for me, I'm I'm putting Renfro out there, Dave. I'm, I'm playing Renfro at least at least 130 games Yeah, this I'm with year. you 100%. I told you before, I go, this guy obviously has 40 home run potential. Yeah. But what is it? Is he ready to be a professional? Uh, yeah. But, and but and, and that need, means on and off the field. Yeah, but but this is it. You, he has shown what he can do at El Paso. There is no more time in AAA. Yeah. And is he going to be a legit bat in the lineup, or is he Jabari Blash? Yeah, well, he's 26 years old right now. Shit. They man. had to send him down last year, and he had a shitload of homers, and, and something was going on that they yeah. said, we don't like what we see. Yeah, you, you need to find out. Uh, to me, I, I want to know, is Perdomo legit, and does it mean that he has to go down and spend a month in AAA to figure it out? Well, it'll be interesting how he accepts it. And we've he's seen guys yeah. that fall apart. Yeah, yeah. But but for me with Renfro, I I would stop with all the dicking around, and and go okay this is it, because Cordero I mean at some point you're gonna have to find out on Cordero too, because Myers and Margot are two thirds of that outfield. Yeah. But man, Renfro is you you just have to figure it out. I I think Dave I I think you you're not gonna find the answer. Playing him in under a hundred games, you got to. He's got to get th- consistent yeah. at bats, and and believe that the team believes in him. Because we've seen it before when when you don't feel like the team believes in you, guys fall apart. Yeah, again, he's twenty six years old, so this is it. I mean, this is twenty eighteen. Really, is what do we have in Hunter Renfro? What kind of player is he? What kind of player will he be for the organization? But you're right; he has to be feeling it. He has to be feeling the pressure that the higher ups right now aren't a hundred percent sold on him. Yeah, but he'd also know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, you, you look at uh, you, you look at the Padres and the season again is a couple weeks away. They get going against the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm excited about the season. I, sure. I think most Padre fans are. It doesn't matter again what you finish this year. Just like we talked at the very beginning about San Diego State. If the Padres, for some reason, were able to go 500, that is a huge step in that direction, not knowing that – I mean, knowing that you aren't completely loaded. You aren't at 100% of what you're going to be. There's so much room to grow, and if you could finish 500, would be absolutely incredible. Well, I think the roster that you see um, September 1st will be a lot different than the roster you see on April 1st. Yeah. Um, I would imagine Headley's not here. I would think in an ideal world – you're able to move Ross for something. Um, and then you start looking around and go, okay, well, what did we get? Did, because we are going to start cherry-picking some guys out of the minors. We've got the number one farm system, but what else did we do? But uh, And maybe at that point, uh, Urias has been up and Tatis has been up, and now you start getting a feel for what 2019 is going to be like. Because to me, in 2019... If you're going, okay, 
Hosmer is our guy. Urias. Um, but they're playing Urias at short, too. Yeah. Because they're saying, well, can we spell Freddie Galvis? But maybe part of that is if Urias can play short and Tatis can play third and Perella can play second, now you go, well, that could be a pretty decent infield. Again, you have a Suahe. It's still at second base. And you still have a Suahe there as well. And Spangenberg's in the mix. Um, so then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, um, we've got Hosmer, a Suahe, Urias, Tatis, yeah. Hedges, Myers, Margot, and it could be either Renfro or Cordero or a platoon of those guys. And you go, all right. And then you're saying, well, it's Lamette and Lauer and Quantrill, right? Lucchese's right there. Chris Paddock, they're stoked on again. And all of a sudden you go, shit, man, we're, we're getting ready. We're getting ready. I mean, it still may be 2020, but we're a lot closer to 2020 today than we were in 2016 when we first started talking and about it. And the fans it. can start to see it. You're right. They can start to see and it. And Espinosa's still in the mix yeah. and Mackenzie Gord. Everybody loves Mackenzie Gore. Boy, you know, but we just all... got to remember, again, everyone is so excited about Mackenzie Gore. He was still in high school a year ago today. Yeah. You know, but... so so everyone who thinks, you call it Mackenzie Gore this year, just relax a second. Just hold on. Mackenzie Gore, who, who as people were saying today, the, the big baseball writers were saying, this guy might be the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball. Keith Law. Yeah. Keith Law said it, right? Mm -hmm. That's where I read it. So as good as he is, you got to be so careful about, hey, when you bring him up. You know, you yeah. don't want to break the kid. We all know that can turn into a disaster as well. No, uh, but I think, too, the other thing that we have to look at is there are Padre fans that feel like Keith Law hates that organization because he didn't believe in Trevor going in the Hall of Fame. And, uh, and I wonder for all of you that hated Keith Law a month <laughs> ago, what do you feel today when he writes what he wrote about Mackenzie Gore? which said, I, I feel like this kid is lights out, automatic, and maybe the best pitching prospect in baseball. Then another guy, Dave, probably, I don't know, 2020, right? I, I don't yeah. think that's crazy. I don't think, think it's crazy at all. Where you go, and he might, maybe at the end of 2019? Yeah, 2019, yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, dude, he's 18. Yeah, that's he's what I'm saying. He's going to be 18 this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he comes up in September if you if, in September, if you let him come up and and have some fun, but I think that starts the you, clock. You know on why him. I think you don't see him in September because at that age, they, they always worry about innings pitched. You know what I True. mean? They always want to make sure these guys they aren't getting their best innings while they're in the minor leagues. They want yeah. to walk it into you know what it takes to be a, an, a, a starting pitcher in major league but baseball. But what's crazy about Gore is Gore clearly is the front runner to be the hammer at the top. Of that rotation. And when you go Quantrill's there and Anderson Espinosa's yeah. there and the other guys, Lauer, like we talked about, um, you go, shit, man. Shit. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of good guys. But when Quantrill and Lauer were, were drafted, you remember Jonathan Mayo on that day and uh, uh, Jim Callis Talked about both those guys. Probably, hey, a strong two, a strong three. You know, here's another guy, probably a strong three in your rotation. Lucchese's kind of one of those guys who's always been talked about as a strong three, maybe a four. And he kept saying, okay, well, where's the guy who you go, well, that's your ace. That's your guy at the top of the rotation. Yeah. That's, 
the guy that will eventually match up with Bumgarner's or the Kershaw's of whoever, yeah, whoever the future is. Yeah, whoever the future is, and you go, damn, okay, it, it's going to be Mackenzie Gore. And I don't know that we felt that way about Jake Peavy coming up. I think we, I think Peavy developed into that. Yeah, he did. Um, but I, I don't know another guy that I remember homegrown where you go, okay, that that guy legit. Joey Hamilton, we never felt like. Maybe Andy Bennis. I mean, yeah, it may have to go back. Yeah, it may have to go all the way back to Andy Bennis. But that, to me, Dave, is exciting. Yeah. You know, you, you, we, we spoke about uh, Spangenberg real quick. The, I tell you, Spangenberg, I think, is going to be a Padre for a long time. And, and it's, people are like, God, it's, it's, he's like 25th guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. You look at Major League Baseball teams that are successful now. You're seeing more and more teams try and add another pitcher mm-hmm. and having guys that can play infield, play outfield at the same time. Spangenberg yeah. is that guy for the Padres. The Dodgers have it with Kiki Hernandez. The Cubs have it with Hap. You see guys all the time where it's okay to put a guy at second base, then at the same time he could be playing center field. You know what I mean? It's, I think Perella is more and, of that and, guy. And so Perella could be that guy too. But Spangenberg, we know he can play third. We know he can play second. We know he can play the corner spots in the outfield. I think he's a guy you're going to see in a Padre uniform for a long time. And again, the – the, using the Dodgers, the Dodgers have multiple guys that that do it too. But yeah. that is the way Major League Baseball is going because you can throw that other arm into that bullpen. And you look at what the Rays are doing this year. You see how they're going to the four man rotation. Mm-hmm. They're going to the four man rotation on that fifth day. They're going to do it with through through relievers. And it's it's kind of interesting going. Okay, a lot of teams talking about going to six man rotation, but the Rays are, are saying, wait a second, we're going to change the way people think about baseball and how it's done. To me, Spangenberg and Jankowski look like the first two guys that could be moved. You think so? You think yeah. Spangenberg could be moved? Now, if Spangenberg gets moved, that would be interesting to me in what you get back. I don't know what the market is back for a guy like that. Is he a, a throw-in guy for a guy that, hey, we'll give it a run, and if he doesn't work out, doesn't work out? To me, Spangenberg's proven he can play at the major league level and, and give you a breather. Yeah, I, I feel like he may be a luxury at this point. We go, we've got a few guys that can be that guy. And and maybe you go. And Jankowski feels like that to me, too. See, Jankowski, to me, is just an outfielder. I mean, he's, he's, he's a guy. Every team in baseball has a guy like a Jankowski. Yeah, fast. Fast guy, can play some defense, but a guy that you aren't going to start in Game 7 of the World Series. No, not crazy. Yeah. No, he may he may be a guy that you put in the sixth. Yeah. He'll play. go to the Cardinals and fucking bat seventh and be an all-star. Yeah. <laughs> Seen it a hundred times. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Fucking flip him somewhere. You flip him. He goes to the fucking Marlins. That's it. Well, that's for it. Starlin Castro. <laughs> um, no, I, I just think they're guys that, that they're probably, be, because it's like anything. We've all done it, uh, right? I mean, think about your fantasy baseball team. When all of a sudden you go, shit, I got, I got three second basemen and yep. I don't have a closer. Yeah. I'm just saying hypothetically. You go, okay, I need, I need depth in my minor leagues. I don't have... Uh, I don't have right-handed relievers at AAA, and and the Marlins or the Rays or one of these teams. Where you go, shit, he's not going to hurt me over there. Uh, you, the Orioles, right? You, yeah, you move them off and you find a piece. Now watch, they'll probably be co-MVPs of the year. <laughs> but um, I, I just think it's I think it's interesting and I think it's fun and I think all of a sudden um, it feels a little bit like electronic football when everybody kind of comes together and meshes and then one guy kind of breaks yeah. from the pack who of these young guys 
is going to be the one to break from the pack? Who's going to be the one to go and just be a difference maker? Yeah, because I, you still need somebody. And Dave, I believe you need somebody out of that group from Renfro, including Hedges, including Margot. Um, you need somebody to be a difference maker, and I, I don't think it's fair to put it off on Urias and Tatis right now. I feel like they can be those guys in yeah. two years, but I feel like you need one of those other guys to step up and be a difference maker. I think every Padre fan has their favorite minor league player right now, right? Everyone yeah. has, in their own mind has their favorite guy, and then they all, if you had to say, okay, I put money on the guy that's not going to make it, they all have that guy too. Oh, I don't trust that guy. I mean, none of us so jack, I know jack right shit. Now. Me too. I got my favorite guy, and I got my least favorite guy. All right, who's your favorite guy? My favorite guy is Mackenzie Gore. Yeah. He's my favorite guy. But he was my favorite guy before because lefty pitcher and, and watching him through high school and going, fuck, this guy's great. Because everyone was talking about Hunter Green and mm-hmm. and uh, um, the guy, the twins got Royce. Um, uh, Lewis. Royce Lewis, the shortstop. But when they, got, when they got Mackenzie Gore, I was like, fuck, Mackenzie Gore. You know, Team yeah. USA nice. guy, you watched him grow up. For me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Mackenzie Gore fan. Yeah. You know? Who's the guy you don't believe in? I don't like Quantrill. Really? Yeah, not a Quantrill guy. I don't like his fucking dad. Oh, that's funny. To me... <laughs> his dad was a stiff. Yeah. To me, Just like, the, remember Doug Drabeck's kid? They kept yeah. talking about Kyle Drabeck? Oh, he's a piece of shit. He sucks. I'll give you my two right now. The guy I like a lot is Chris Paddock. I thought when yeah. Chris Paddock was... You loved Chris Paddock. When he came in the Fernando Rodney yeah. trade. It was, his stuff was unbelievable. And for a guy that I, I don't know that I could pick out of a lineup... When You'd have he, to watch him pitch, and you go, there he is. You would yeah, know right away. Yeah, because yeah. he strikes everybody out. Um, when he went down with Tommy John surgery, it just fucking bummed me out. Yeah. Uh, to me, Chris Paddock is the guy that I like in the minor leagues, and to me, the guy that will never pan out is Anderson Espinosa. Anderson Espinosa. God dang it. A year ago, he was my favorite. Yeah. You know? No, I could be completely yeah. wrong. Well, you I, might be right on that. A lot of people are writing him off. But a year ago, that's where, how crazy it is. He was my favorite. He's supposed to be the guy. Yeah. You know, it's another guy you didn't mention was Colin Ray. You didn't mention Colin Ray as far as what what's his future with the Padres. I, I don't know. And they talked today. I mean, it was on a backfield, but Robbie Erlin. Yeah. And, and Stevie Woods guy. Yeah. 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 Some of these guys now, but Dave, we, we've seen it over and over where you can never have enough arms. And all of a sudden, if you get guys that have major league experience that can play and they can come back and get it going – I mean, Carter Caps, right? Yep. All, all these guys that you liked. But um, I, I know one of the guys on the beat, it may have been Dennis Linro. There are going to be guys released from this team that end up on another major yep. league roster. And that has not happened for a while. No. Okay. Speaking of that, I do have one NFL question for you before we get out of here. But I was watching uh, spring training highlights today. Matt Kemp, again, another home run. Matt Kemp has four home runs. He's hitting over 400 for the Dodgers. Dodgers are trying to trade him. Everyone says no way Matt Kemp breaks spring training yeah. with the Dodgers. Looks like he's going to be the starting left fielder, at least against uh, left-handed pitching. When Matt Kemp comes back to Petco Park, mm-hmm. does he get booed like crazy? What happens to Matt Kemp? I mean, he said some things when he left San Diego and he goes to Atlanta. Yeah. It's great to finally play in a baseball city, which is a fucking joke because yeah. people don't go to those Braves games. I have to think about what you got in that Kemp deal. I mean, you got – you get Hector Oliveri? We got Hector Oliveri in that deal, but then you immediately cut him. Yeah, but you're out of pay his ass. Yeah, you paid him, but you still you still got Kemp off the books. So you ended up saving money. But it felt like you had somebody else in that deal, too. Feels like you got an arm in that deal. Like Oliveri came, and then you got somebody else in that deal. No, I'm, I'm not worried about booing Matt Kemp. Yeah. 
This is, to me, Matt we'll Kemp. We'll get booed here. They, people love to boo here. They'll boo him. Yeah, I mean, what, what are you worried about Matt Kemp for? <laughs> just Look, thinking, Matt Kemp's the first guy to hit yeah. for the cycle. Uh, he is the first guy. People will forget that shit in a heartbeat. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, no. It always goes in the books. We waited forever for somebody to hit for the cycle. And big yeah. Matt Kemp. Big Matt Kemp. That was freaking awesome that night when he did that. Yeah. When he hit for the cycle. Mark uh, Grant was so excited. Yeah, going crazy. No, I'm not I'm not booing Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp to me was supposed to be uh part of the whole wave. I'd boo Will Middlebrooks before I'd boo Matt Kemp. <laughs> Will Middlebrooks didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. I mean, that would be the guy. I would never blame uh I'm telling you, if James Shields yeah. comes here, you should give James Shields a standing ovation yeah. because James Shields turned into Fernando Tatis. Yeah. And and I, I heard Darren mention that, and I remember the same thing. The people in that clubhouse never said anything bad about James Shields. No. He, was, he was never bad-mouthed when he was here. Kemp was a different story. Melvin Upton, eh, kind of a, not not too many great things. But, but no, I'm not booing yeah. Kemp. Yeah, the thing is, they boo everything. They, they boo the hell out of Adrian, you know, the whole deal. They boo, they boo guys yeah. like crazy. We all all know how how it works out. I can't I can't forget the guy dang who else we got for uh, for uh, Matt Kemp in that guy dang trade. Yeah, I know Hector Oliveira came and yeah. was immediately released, but I felt like there was some not anybody that's uh, a top prospect. I think you just wanted him out of here, and so you moved him out. You got him off the books. But looking ahead, Dave, over the next couple of years, I mean, man, you clear money off the books and things are looking good. Yeah, it's all right. We're feeling good all of a sudden. Aztecs are back in March Madness. Yep. Padres are exciting and starting the show, right? I mean, you feel like it's it's the baby chicks where if, if we all did that in, in whatever high school class, when you would all watch the chicks under the heating lamp and the yeah. shells are starting to crack a little bit, kind of how you feel as a Padre fan, that the shell is starting to crack a little bit and things are, are starting to develop. Okay, the only thing I could find in the Matt Kemp trade was that the Padres traded Matt Kemp and gave $10.5 million to the Braves for Oliveira. Okay, but they still ended up, yeah. So they still ended up, even with that and Oliveira's contract and how that worked out, the Pods still ended up ahead financially. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's so weird to see the Dodger lineup in spring training now seeing... Um, uh, Grendel and Kemp batting back to back in the lineup, and like fuck, they're traded for each other. You know, it's it's yeah. kind of kind of strange to see it. All right, my one NFL question for you: Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. quarterback. There are four teams that think they have a chance to get him. All right, Vikings, mm-hmm. Cardinals, Jets, Broncos. Where does Kirk Cousins go? I think he's a Viking. I think he's a Viking too. Yeah, I think it's I only great. brought it up because I think he's a Viking. Yeah, I think he's a Viking, and I think uh, Rick Spielman who has never been in the same room with Kurt Sandoval because they're the same guy. Um, I think it's a pretty easy pitch to make. I think you go in and you say, we have everything. Yeah, we do. Our defense is great. Um, We have an exciting young offensive coordinator coming in from the Eagles to replace Pat Shermer. Uh, You have a couple of running backs in Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray that played well. Um, we got to the NFC Championship game last year, and and Case Keenum did a really really nice job for us. But we we think you're the next level. I mean, what yeah. three straight seasons thrown for over four thousand yards, and we're going to give you thirty million guaranteed. Yeah, because we have the cap space to do it. So um, 
Yeah, I, I think that's a big move. And I think for the Vikes, you go three years, give them a three-year deal, and and make a run at it and yeah, see what you can I do. do. I do, too. I think he goes to the Vikes. Seems like it makes the most amount of sense. Team made it to the NFC Championship game a year ago, and they're loaded. Now, I will say this. I thought the report that ESPN had earlier today that uh, the Vikes and a couple other teams reached out to Tom Condon regarding Drew Brees – I think that's really interesting. I, if I'm Drew Brees, I don't get why he wouldn't put himself out on the open market. Why, unless it's just family family deal? Yeah, and three I don't boys wanna... made a home in New Orleans. Thirty nine years old don't, yeah. doesn't want to go anywhere. But do you feel like with the Saints? Well, I mean, the Saints were a play away from from yeah. going to the NFC Championship game, so a fluke play away. So I guess you can make that argument that New Orleans pretty well set, but um. But I wonder if I'm Drew Brees, yeah. if I listen when the phone rings. Well, again, he wants to win. We know he's competitive. But you're right. He's on a very good team already. Tonight, Stephen Colbert, by the time people hear this, they're going to go, shit, I fucking missed it. But you'll probably be able to YouTube it. Tom Brady is on. Mm. Okay. Now, according to already what happened, Tom Brady is a guy that says he never had a cup of coffee, doesn't drink alcohol, doesn't do anything during football season. Okay. They say that Tom Brady can drink beer faster than anybody on the planet, okay? And he proves it tonight on Stephen Colbert. Like nice! It, it's for, for you and I, who are the only ones going to catch this thing before anyone else hears it, it's worth taping. Oh, nice! Julian Edelman and all these guys for the Patriots saying, you won't fucking believe it till you see it. They, they said, it's, he hold throw down a beer so fast, faster than you can pour it in the, in the mug, and he'll walk out of the bar with his arms in the air like, you see that shit? You guys thought Whoa. you could beat me. Now, um, I've seen Jimmy Kimmel do that one big yeah. one big swallow before and go, wow, that's amazing. But they say Tom Brady tonight does it on TBS. All right, I'll tape that. Um, I have to go, man, all of a sudden I have things to watch. <laughs> I have to watch the OJ thing. Yeah. I'm going to watch Idol to see if that's okay. got any kind of – I haven't watched Idol. In I watched it last night. I taped it and watched it. Good. Yeah, it's different. It's it's funny. They're all nicer than the other people, you know. Yeah, but they're but well, it's credible. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, it is. They're I mean, all three Mandy people Jackson that made it. Jackson and Paula. Yeah. Is it Luke Bryan? Yeah, it's Katy Perry it's, and Lionel Rich. And they're all the way they break people's hearts is better than you fucking suck or you don't have it. They said, you know what? You just haven't grown into your voice yet. Yeah, come back. You know, you just, this isn't the year. They're all super nice, but I thought I thought it was fine. Thought you it was fine. J Lo back. You can't go wrong with J-Lo. God, J-Lo's insane. <laughs> Love J-Lo. Um, but I taped that. I taped OJ. I taped uh, 60 Minutes last night because the Stormy Daniels interview yeah. is coming up next week. Now, I thought it was last night. But did you see the clips today of the Leslie Stahl interview with Betsy DeVos? She doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Holy shit. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Holy shit. Yeah. Didn't even check out the school districts in her own state. Oh, boy. Just like. Completely embarrassing. Oh, my God. And poor Leslie Stahl's just like, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Why would you agree to the interview? What do you well, think was going to fucking happen? Uh, Dave, I think they're like anybody. They just think they're smarter than they yeah. are. Yeah. What could she throw at me that I don't know? A lot. A lot. <laughs> uh, disaster. Um, and then next week. Now, this is the funniest shit to me. Stormy Daniels is going to be interviewed on 60 Minutes next Sunday night. And shit, we always tape right around 7 o'clock. So you're going to have to tape it. We can watch it it. here. But I I find it ironic that they send Anderson Cooper to do the interview. I like Anderson Cooper fine, but why are you sending the gay guy? (laughs) That's true. Good point. Like, right? What if they send you 
to interview some gay porn star. You're yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You show your boobs and your yeah. vag. I'll go throw up. <laughs> you and I'd show up. We'd be like, we got a poster yeah. we need to design. <laughs> He's <laughs> dry even the entire time. <laughs> what exactly did you do with me? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, who's that dude who wouldn't take his shoes off for 500 bucks? Yeah, that's right. That guy. <laughs> you know, you're talking to that guy and he's telling you everything that he did on job site. And you're like, yeah. oh, I don't need to hear this shit. I got to go 18 more minutes with you? God. Shit. We're that- Steve Crab or Steve Croft. That fucking contract that Stormy Daniels find, signed is so fucking funny to me. Because yeah. you know, it's her signature, Trump's signature is missing on there. What's his name? It's like it's like Danny Dennison is the name he uses as the code name. Like he doesn't use Donald Trump on the on there. Oh. But the guy that arranged the deal Cohen signed, Cohen signed off hundred and thirty thousand against yeah. his own house and yeah. Trump hasn't paid him back. And he's like, Fuck, I signed off yeah. against my house. Yeah, well, I also saw a thing that said he made like fifty million in real estate. Really, through yeah. Trump? There you go. Yeah, he's doing okay. God dang it, that but funny. I'm just like, yeah. How do you ask a guy for 130 grand? That's a president of the United States. Yeah, you, you owe me 130 grand. Remember? Yeah, but <laughs> okay, they keep implying that she has pictures. Yeah. Or a, come on, she doesn't have no a way. Video. She doesn't have shit. No way, she's got yeah. a video. No. Got a video. It's her and some yeah. dork, Tom Byron, in an orange wig. But you, when you read all that, you go, uh, you go. She she doesn't have anything. No. She's bluffing. She's bluffing, right? Yeah. Now she was super dopey on that. I did That's see Kimmel. The Kimmel. It was terrible. She couldn't say shit or didn't terrible. say shit. I didn't blame Kimmel at all. He yeah. tried, but she apparently now is ready to. Because I think she realizes the trade-off is she can make more than the hundred and thirty grand. Even though she had to give the hundred and thirty grand back, she can make more doing it this way now. Okay, but at this point, she needs to just say what she knows, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's book deals, right? There's more interviews coming. There's other things you can possibly do, I imagine, to make more money off of it. I mean, it's a president of the United States, the leader of the free world that you had sex with. Um, somebody said yesterday, how do you feel right now about Melania? I feel bad for Melania, but at the same time, you kind of go, look at his past. You're the third one. Yeah. You know, he told Marla Maples to stick it before the 10 years so he didn't have to pay her off a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. I mean, don't you expect that those two are getting divorced, right? I mean, you haven't seen her for shit since the Stormy Daniels thing came out. No. You haven't seen her around anywhere. I hate to say I feel bad for her, but it's kind of like you kind of knew what you signed up for. Yeah. Her and Baron are going to be gone in a couple years. Baron, God. Baron, your old man just ruined Pornhub for you. <laughs> just ruined Pornhub. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I don't, like, you look at Melania and you go, yeah, she seems like she's yeah. cool. And he's always, like, he's always just such a dick to her. Yeah. Right? He never opens the door or anything. You go, God damn. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's not like, yeah, he treats her like fucking Leisure Fryer would treat her. <laughs> that, old, that old bitch. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right? Everybody's so mean to Leisure Fryer. He loves it. He's an old bitch. He loves it. Um, but then people are like, uh, "Well, Melania did the same thing." So I don't know. She just seems to me. She just seems cool. And when they wrote in Fire and Fury yeah. that she just cried and cried, 
and not tears of joy. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Her life got turned upside down completely. Yeah, she should move. Uh, she should move to La Mesa. Yeah, she should. She moved to La Mesa. She should. You know what? She could have gone to high school with you. You guys are about the same age. Is that right? Yeah. Damn. God damn. <laughs> we can hang out, share Lexapros. Be great. Still only one a day. Still only. No chance only, I'm going to two. Only taking one. Five milligrams. Maybe a Lexapro and a couple skull uh, vanics. Hey, be good to go. One other thing, too. Yeah. Uh, no names will be mentioned. Because of the nine people that sent me advice today, and did you get them too on how to buy weed? I'm, I'm not buying weed. <laughs> no, I didn't get on how to buy weed. We got. I got. Know, I got one from a person that told me. I got the one about advice on why it didn't affect me. You mean on how to get yeah, high? But then we had okay. like three others okay. of people telling us the strains to buy and yeah. everything else. Like we're I we're not looking to get stoned. I have to function tomorrow. Yeah, and like there's a lot of stoners in this audience. You fuckheads, get your shit together. It was funny. I, I I called my sister today. She does a lot of traveling at this new job, and I said, "Where you at?" She goes, "I'm in Oregon." I go, "I think weed's legal up in Oregon too." Oh, it is. We got some. And <laughs> wow, I was like really? She yeah, we. we. I go like, well, who's we? You know, yeah. like <laughs> who's she traveling with? Willie Nelson? Yeah. She on the bus? Yeah. Come, who's the we? I'll Her find and Kid out tomorrow. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> We got some. Is it okay? Is she getting stoned tonight? Probably. I, I'll, I'll let you know tomorrow when I talk to her. Yeah. How about that shit? I had to go. I was fucking had to get my ass kicked against Coronado today in a baseball game. Coronado, <laughs> the Islanders the roughed Islanders. you up? Yeah, throw one hitter against us. God damn. You get hit for shit. God damn it. And there's shit going on in Coronado right now. That whole block. I used to work in Coronado. The I, I know the reader isn't always that great. Yeah. Man, the cover story um, in the reader... The El Cordova garage had been on the rock for 130 years. And this property manager group came in, Dave, and bought it. You know where that place is? You've no. been in Corn- Coronado? Yeah. It, it's, about a block, it's about a block off of uh, Orange Avenue. Okay. And, but the guys, I'm telling you, they sponsored our show at some point, Costa, Costa yeah. Azul. Costa Azul, on the corner, the big restaurant. They got fucked, too. They got to move out. Uh, Moo Time. The yep. ice cream place, they got to move out. I'm wondering about my buddy Howard Freeze, who has bull shirt down there. And these guys just came in, and they bought the the block. Wow. They bought the entire square block. And all of them. Look, Coronado is a really cool place. And I enjoyed my year working down there. And they really are. I mean, they are a community within themselves. And, and. Those long-term relationships mean something. When, when You don't want to drive across the bridge to get your car fixed. You go to the El Cordova. They'd been there 130 years. Yeah. And this fucking property group comes in and buys that block. Costa Azul's been there. Where the fuck were we when, yeah. when they advertised? Was that, that can't go back to KFMB. Well, I think it was KFMB. I think it was. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they go back that far. If, if not, then Free FM. Yeah, I think it was KFMB. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Shit, man. And and so nice. And and like I I, I said a couple of weeks ago, I, I have such an appreciation for entrepreneurs. Uh Brian Curry, you know, Blake at Happy Plumbing, Ryan Barkley. I, I just I yep. love those guys, the courage that it takes. And that's exactly who all those people are on that block. And and Coronado Town Hall is just like, Well, sorry, yeah. we can't do anything about it. 
Uh, it's just bullshit, man. And and so, yeah, you just mentioned Coronado. It made me think of that story. But, yeah, if you've spent any time down there, it, it you feel like you're... Um, I, my kids and I laugh because you walk Orange Avenue past Danny's and where we were at the Edward Jones office, and it feels like a kid when you're in that Fisher-Price village. Yeah. Like all the houses. Yeah. I'm like, this is like the real-life Fisher-Price village funny. that you guys used to play with. Guys that have just been there, paid their taxes, made a contribution to the community. And somebody can come in and buy the land from under you, and you're just like, fuck you. The one guy wow. said his, his business was probably worth $3 million, and now it's probably worth seventy five grand. Jesus. Yep. Just like that. And, and City Hall doesn't do shit for him, man. It just sucked. So, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, here we go. Well, since we got the bad news, I'm going to give you some good news. Let me hear it. Barkley Landscaping. Right I like there. those okay, guys. Look, they got a special right now. Ryan Barkley and his dad, Scott, have a special right now. March special, 20% off weed cleanup, including spray. This is the time. The rain's coming again on Wednesday. You got to give Ryan a call. You got to make sure that you get everything lined up so your yard, your backyard, your front yard, everything looks fantastic for the upcoming warm months. Again, Barkley Landscaping, they're the guys that will make you change your opinion when you're tired of coming home and you're tired of looking at the way your yard looks. Jeff says it all the time. You look around at other people's yards. Is your yard the weak yard in the neighborhood? Is your yard the best yard in the neighborhood? Free estimates. It's great. Commercial, residential, maintenance, artificial turf, sod insulation, lawn restoration, treatments, fertilization. They do it all. You call uh, Ryan right now, 619 619- Six six nine eight thousand six one nine six six nine eight thousand. Set up that free estimate. So one thing Melania says to me all the time, Jeff, I'll come to La Mesa, but I've lived in Trump Tower and I hated it. There was nothing. I had two fake ferns in the corner. <laughs> and now when I leave the White House, they have this gorgeous yard. Can you promise me the same thing in La Mesa? I said, you know why I can? Because I know Ryan Barkley. Perfect. <laughs> and she's like, all right. All right. I go 35 years in business, baby doll. Don't don't be so negative. She's like, hey, don't come in hot. I'm telling you, I like it. So do what Melania and I did. Put put our faith. Two big ferns in Trump Tower. And a cactus. Yes. And that's her husband. I haven't seen a fern, I think, since 1979. Yeah, I hadn't seen it until she sent me the Polaroids and they were in the background. But... um. What was I saying? 35 years in business. It's yeah. great. But now, yeah, that asshole, Sean Stiles, puts the eight-day forecast up. It's like every day it's going to be rain. Yep. So if you are somebody that has a hillside in the back and you go, oh, man, it's all dirt and it's going to come down. Yeah. I, I tell you, I hope you had made the call before, but especially right now. And while we're going to get eight days of rain, yep. then uh, after that, it dries out, and it's going to dry out for a long time. So give Ryan a call. Have him come over. Make the right move for you. It's going to be cost-efficient, free estimates, and, oh, on top of that, it's going to look great as well. Okay, 619-669-8000, 619-669-8000. Again, Happy Plumbing. You want to call Blake over at happyplumbing.com. Easiest way to get in touch with them is through the website, happyplumbing.com, but here's the number you need to keep in your phone, 619-433-4943, and you're going to need that number when you least expect it. Everyone knows calling a plumber is never fun. It's always an emergency, 24-hour service, seven days a week, and they have the special right now, $99 drain cleaning, any drain. Yeah, or uh, as my son said the other day, I got to go let a little gas out of the tank. (laughs) And I said, what does that mean? He's like, I got to go pee. 
And I go, let a little gas out of the tank. I go, what has your mom done to you? She should be ashamed of herself with her foul language. Look, there are anything. And if you have friends like Mike Costa that come over, yes, they're like, can I use the bathroom quick? You like, and you have a newspaper. Yeah, you're like, sure you can. Public library is about an eight-minute drive right down there. You can go over there. God, there's nothing worse, is there? There's nothing worse than a friend who comes running in. Hey, I need to use your yeah. bathroom. And when they have that kind of little giddy-up in yeah. their step, you're like, it's going to stink in there. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, that's And so that's when... You're going to have to keep uh, uh, Blake's number and Happy Plumbing close by. I've already told you, clean the drain. Yes. But as soon as you have uh, whoever come over and plug that back area up, you're going to need it then, too. All right, look, they love to help you out, but also they love to help out senior citizens, teachers, police officers, you name it. Happy Plumbing, they're the kind of people you want in your neighborhood, and that's why you want to support them. Upfront flat rate pricing, never an overtime charge, no travel charges, courteous uniform professionals, and they're licensed and insured. Again, 619-433-4943. You know why I like the uniform thing? Because the guy who did all my plumbing work was Bubba. <laughs> Showed up in a... Flip-flops. Flip-flops. Yeah, and a Keith Urban yeah. t-shirt. I'm like, what is going yeah. on? And the hard hat plastic batting helmet from the Padres? Yeah, and goggles. Great. <laughs> Snorkel. <laughs> yeah, he's totally. wearing a Keith Urban shirt. Jesus, what a train wreck! You're not gonna get that from Happy Plumbing. No, the courteous <laughs> and courteous too. That's the most important thing. All right, again, are you looking to, to buy a house right now? Someone said to me the other day, they go, "Look, uh, I, I'm looking to rent." A couple of my buddies were going to rent. I said, man, you don't want to get in the renting market right now. You want to stay away from renting. If you can, you want to buy. And you can see exactly what you can buy right now through Brian Curry. Brian Curry is your your guy. We tell you all the time, 20 years in the business. The reason he's been in the business 20 years, he's really good at what he does. Prior 10 years as a helicopter crewman in the Navy, he's at, pays attention to detail. He'll pay attention to detail for you. It's experience in sales from Oceanside to Imperial Beach, Escondido, no. Chula Vista. Bullshit. All of Oceanside East County as well. to Coronado. <laughs> I'll stop right there in Coronado because Jeff will let him. He's going to leapfrog over City Heights. He's the guy, though, man. Full service broker. Brian Curry is your guy right now. And now is the time. If you want to buy, you've been thinking about buying, you're thinking about selling a house that you own already and getting into a better house, Brian Curry is your guy. His number is 619 251 1588. 15 minutes from now, I'll be on the five, heading north. Yeah. And I drive right by. It's a B Street. If you go north on the 15, especially or north on the five at night, yeah. And I'm I'm convinced it's I think it's B. I looked last night. It is such a tall building, and I'm so jealous because you go look at this place, man. Yeah. The lights are lit up, and you can look in there, and you go, that's exactly where I want to be. Yeah. That's exactly Dave where I would go. Who gives a shit that it's. <laughs> An extra 45 minutes in my drive to Carlsbad. <laughs> that place would be unbelievable. Yeah. And every night, either Melania's coming yes. over and we're putting uh, uh, tempura on the grill or Jeannie Pepper's coming over. We're up the fondue. Uh, and we're making fondue. It's great. Lisa Ann's coming over. We're <laughs> playing beer cool. pong. Yes. You know, I, I'm not taking her down to fucking IB and going, hey, you want to walk across the street to Wiener Schnitzel? No. <laughs> Come on, for Christ's sake. Get some game here, kid, huh? Now, that's where yeah. I would be going, and my man Curry would walk me right through it. I'd say, BC, I want to be right up top yeah. there. I want to be up there next to Dagmar. So I can just go over and knock and say, hey, you got a little sugar? <laughs> a cup of sugar I can borrow, please. 
Yeah, but if you're like me, you're going La Mesa. Man, we were driving around yesterday in Carlsbad. There are so many. Like, I found myself in the last couple of days driving through Carlsbad, driving through Fletcher Hills. Um, I I mentioned the places downtown. Yeah. Eastlake. There's so many insanely cool places that can get a little overwhelming. All joking aside, you need somebody that's going to help you all the way, and Brian's that guy. 619-251-1588. All right, if you want to advertise with us, you can do that. Uh, We would love to have you. Dave eventually will reply to Kyle. You've been so goddamn busy getting your ass kicked by Coronado um, and the Everyone's others. kicking her ass right now. Helix, you name it. Shit. Uh, drop us a note. Uh, Dave Palais at yahoo.com. JP Dotseth at yahoo.com. You can also send any feedback you have on the show. That would be great. Um, also on Twitter at Jeff Dotseth at Dave Palais. I really haven't used um, the Dave Jeff podcast twitter anymore dave and i kind of check in on it just kind of because time schedule so i know i've seen a lot of you send some messages over there we both apologize we just don't jump into that account that much so we're not ignoring you really the best way to get to us is at uh at dave palais at jeff dotseth uh you do not need to add me on facebook and i i just say that's just when the divorce went started yeah i just set that up for family to see what's going on with my kids. It's just a, it's just a page for my kids. I, I really don't want to get into sports radio or Dan yeah. Cilio conversations or anything <laughs> like that. But you know what I'm saying. Of course. And anything going on. And that's why if I've ignored you on that, please don't get your feelings hurt. If you want to connect with us, uh, the best way to do it is through Twitter. I'm never on Instagram. Are you on Instagram? I am Instagram all the time. Are you really? Yeah, the best looking girls on Instagram. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> What do I know about that? And they're all holding fondue forks, waiting for you to check out. Is that right? (laughs) Off we go to the melting pot or whatever that place is. Um, We'll be back next Sunday night with a review of the- We'll know where the Aztecs are at. Yeah, where the Aztecs are at, and also a review of Stormy Daniels. Yeah. Uh, We are just a couple weeks out from our live broadcast at Cali Comfort. That's going to happen Sunday night, April the 8th. Uh, We are determining whether or not- that will be just, it may just be the show for the people there because we want you to come out. We want you to support. Yeah, I still don't understand how we're all going to, they're all going to hear us. How about you don't worry about it? Okay. <laughs> Am I carrying all this stuff right here in front of you? Well, you Am don't have a speaker here. I don't need to worry about the goddamn speaker. We'll talk to the people when we're around. If they're close enough, they can hear the conversation, then they can hear the whole thing back. When they, when they listen to the podcast. Kind of like when I used to stick the microphone in front of Shaq's face. I couldn't understand yeah. one fucking thing he said. And then I have to listen to the tape recorder back to but hear what's it. The, okay, but what's the purpose of coming out if you can't hear the show? you got to come out and be able to hear the show. We'll, we'll We're trying up. to encourage people to come out. We yeah, don't well, want them to come out. Well, first go, of all, the food's going to be the food's gonna be great. Okay, The food's going to be outstanding. Yep. The guests are going to be outstanding. We're going to get a chance to talk to the people that actually take time to listen to this thing. For yeah. me, this is going to be the coolest part. And then we're going to uh, we're, we're going to run a podcast. See, they'll get a chance to see how it actually looks, how we actually do this. All right. Well, I'll be you'll be like, Shh. <laughs> how fascinating. Let's get down to little darlings uh, before Asia takes the stage. Um, yeah. No, we got to set up. We got to find somebody. There's somebody out there in a band. Somebody in there in the band has a, a PA that we can yeah. use. We'll just plug into a speaker. Shit, we'll buy you dinner. Say, hey, I got a speaker. We'll plug in. That's all we got to do. Perfect. That way you don't have to 
bring your goddamn Dell computer down and plug in and Oh, here's the other thing. For, bring buy those old uh, four Mister microphones. Remember those? Yeah, <laughs> that commercial. I'll be back in five minutes to pick you up, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing a podcast, my free advice, unsolicited: stop editing everything. Why does everybody edit everything? Yeah, don't edit anything. The best part is if you don't. No, that's it. Um, all right, that's it. Don't forget to uh, send an email if you can to podcast one. Tell me you want to yeah. hear the Dave and Jeff show. That would be great. Uh, enjoy your week. We'll see you next hey, Sunday night. And the answer, by the way, was it, it was a big shot. Oh, yeah. yeah. How come nobody... I, yeah. didn't see I didn't see one answer on that one. That That's Meet the Parents right there. Yeah, Meet the Parents was awesome. Whoever that guy was, the He's actor. Dead. That guy dropped dead. Yeah, yeah, he was great. That and when he drops a goddamn cat when he, <laughs> when he goes sprinting across the room <laughs> to kill the cat for ruining the wedding dress. Yeah, and you with your... I, 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 I couldn't even respond on social media today because your goddamn sucks dick thing. I was like, I can't even look at these things. Some guy just wrote to me right now. I think it was a miserable Padre fan. Wrote to me, said, I just told my wife that from now on when something good happens, I'm going to say, that sucks dick. And she said, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's it. Yeah, you know where we are on Twitter. You know where the email is. Uh, that's it. And rest in peace to Leisure Fryer, who I have a feeling will be dead by the time we do the next one. We won't have time for a tribute show, but uh, we'll all miss him. And if he's still live on Sunday, yay for him. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>